Hey, 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 I'm back. Welcome again to Hey, Let's Talk About. I'm your host, Jenny Bentley. In this today's episode, I'll be talking about marriages, specifically my argument for arranged marriages. Now, you're probably thinking, Jenny, those are so archaic. What are you talking about? Why would you agree with these? Why would you be for these? Well, I'm about to tell you. Um, Before I get started, though, I would like to thank those who have watched my first two episodes all the way through. I would like to really say thank you to you guys. I love you. You're the ones that um, keep me going. Um, actually, I say this on even, I said this even on my Snapchat stories, on my privates. I would, you know, point out the fact that I encourage everyone to be engaged listeners, to try to stay till the end. It doesn't mean you can do it in one sitting. I get it. My last episode was an hour. I totally understand if you can't listen to it in one sitting, but just listen through it, the whole thing. So, Please, um, I do really encourage everyone to be engaged on here and to listen the whole way through. For those of you who are listening, who have been on my private story, thank you. You guys are the reason I have started this podcast in the first place. I really appreciate you guys because without you, I never would have thought of doing this. And again, if you are new here and you don't know me, then please hear me out. (laughs) Maybe I will entertain you too. I also want to point out that if you know anyone who you think might enjoy my podcast and what I have to say, feel free to share. Feel free to share my podcast with them. I would really love to see more people on here. And if you're not following me, please, please follow me. (laughs) I normally would not be the person to say this, but yes, please. It really means a lot to um, see that other people care about what I'm saying. <laughs> but again, it's not too important. But if you do want to stay updated on any new episodes, I suggest you do because I do not post anything regularly. Sometimes I might post two in a week, three in a week, or sometimes I'll go weeks without posting anything. So with that in mind, it might be the best situation for me and you if you uh, followed me. So you can just be notified whenever I do post something. And they're not always going to be an hour long. Don't worry. Um, They will vary in time. Trust me. They won't always be super long. However, everyone on my private story does know that I talk a lot and I go off on tangents. So if I confuse you... And if I lose you, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But um, I think once you guys start to understand my personality, you'll you'll get it. You'll get it. Um, anyways, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about arranged marriages and why I think they're not so bad as we all make it out to be. For all of human history, love was never an equation. Love did not exist. That was not a concept. It is a very, very recent concept that basically started only in the 20th century. Before then, a marriage has always been a transaction. That sounds cold and sounds callous, but I didn't make it up. That's how the world has ran. That's how we reproduced. That is how we created new people. It was never about love. So anything we see in the mainstream media and social 
in the culture and the movies and the TV shows we see, like Bridgerton and Romeo and Juliet and all of these influences that have to involve a time period where arranged marriages were common, those TV shows and movies are very inaccurate. They do not portray at all what the actual culture is like. That's why it is fiction. That is why it is entertaining to watch. It's dramatized. Because in real life, no one really conversed with people of different social classes. It's just the truth. I'm not saying anything radical. I'm not repeating anything that's never been said before. But I do want to point out that all of human history, marriages did not have love. Today's day and age, I mean, even in American culture, love is still foreign to countries around the world today. And do not at all involve love to this day. We Americans get the choice to choose who we marry. We do not have our parents approve or arrange or we don't need their blessing. That is the whole evolution of what marriage has been over even just the past few decades. I'd also like to point out that I, again, if you don't know this already, I explained in my introduction episode if you want to see in more detail what I am talking about. I am minoring in psychology, and I took a close relationships class. So they went over this entire thing and about marriages and love. That's what we cover in the class. Different elements and all that thing, all that jazz. (laughs) So, yes, this is all fact what i am saying and of course i'm gonna sprinkle into my opinion because otherwise this is not a podcast this is just a class anywho as i was saying love is very new it is not something that has been around as long as arranged marriages arranged marriages were used to elevate your status to improve your lifestyle and your opportunities that you have so that your children, your grandchildren will have more opportunities and a better lifestyle than you had. That is the whole basis of it. You have, okay, you know, you, um, if you've ever watched the Disney movie Holes and you'd say like, oh, um, I will give you two chickens and three sheep, uh, for your, for the guy, whatever. That was commonplace. Very, very common. And dowries, that was very, very exclusive to only the high, high social classes. Like in Bridgerton, those, they're associated with the Queen of England. Like these are high, upper crust society that represents maybe 1% of the population maybe less like these isolated situations are romanticized and dramatized to almost insinuate the idea to us who do live in the 21st century with no such thing as promenades and giant dresses and balls and intricate dances and going out to the garden and wearing gloves and you know having to wait for a dance all of this 
makes us want to be back there, right? But we forget that it really isn't about love. It is truly based on the perspective that Antony went into in season two. It's not about love. It's about the surface level statistics. What can these women offer? What does this family have? Do they have a good social record? Do they have a good financial record? Are they reliable people? Are they responsible? These are all real things that although they portrayed Antony as very distant and uninvested, that is really how men would go about looking at women. We were cattle. That's all we were. Unfortunately, that's the truth. And at the time, women didn't even know that. That's the thing. That's another important element that we need to remember. Is that women didn't realize how objectified they were. They were fine with it. They were, it's, there was no such realization or connection to this. Because they were fine in their role. They didn't even realize they were in a role. If you've ever watched Divergent. They didn't realize that they were being controlled in, you know, different and placed in different favoritisms than the other factions. It's like, that's the same concept is that you don't, they did not realize exactly what was going on. And that is not their fault. That is the age of their times. And I think that's also a lot of where a lot of people go wrong in, when they have conversations is we come with a point of view of knowing what's to come. We're looking at it from our point of view with feminism, women's movements and equal rights and all of these other things. We are looking at it from retrospect. We are judging the past based on every other progress that has happened from that said past to now. That's unfair. You know why? Because in that time, no other time has passed. That was the present for them. That was their that was their present okay which is our past and that is very important to recognize because knowing that you can start to understand where these people where the culture where these roles and social classes were coming from okay that's how you can start to understand history for what it is and for what it was rather than judging what has happened in the past we're not, we're not supposed to judge. The reason we look at history in the first place is so we, as a human race, can improve upon the mistakes that the past people have made. Because I, for one, don't want to repeat the horrors of the past. I, for one, don't want to make the mistakes of others that are long dead. See, the smart people learn from the mistakes, but geniuses learn from other people's mistakes because they don't make them at all. They observe and they watch and they learn. That's really what it comes down to because then in their entire life, they don't make those mistakes. They are able to avoid those and to be more successful than the ones who did learn from their mistakes. 
I would also like to just make a side note that I reference a lot of movies and pop culture, a lot of Marvel. So if you're not aware of that, I am sorry. But for those of you who do, I'm hoping you're laughing. But anyway, marriage again is all transactional, all a business. Nothing about the heart, emotions, all of that is not not existent. It is non-existent. And with that being said, it's not to say that it didn't love itself didn't exist. I am trying to tell you that love being a factor in marriage was not, not, didn't exist. Like today, oh, definitely. When we're dating, we're always looking for, you know, that spark, that connection, um, that level of understanding and that love and I don't think everyone realizes how how isolated this period of time that we're in is. How radical it is compared to the last couple hundred years, guys. That wasn't really heard of. I mean, even in cultures, dating cultures today, that doesn't love doesn't really exist. I know a family, my dad, his business partner is a Jew. Um, I can't remember. I think it's a Hasidic Jew. And all he has seven children. And he has, I think, 27 grandchildren. My mom and my sister were talking about this the other day. That's a lot of grandchildren. Which um, my mom had said to us, which she learned from a documentary, that Jews are having lots of kids to make up for what happened in the Holocaust. So... Anyway, going back to my point, he, all of them, all of the kids that got married, he has, they're all girls, okay? All of them were married through arranged marriages, through a matchmaker. Seriously, I'm telling you, this still exists today. I remember when my mom first told me about how all of these kids got married. I was shocked. Maybe you are too, because if you aren't, I'm, I, I know I was when I first heard this, but yes, even today in enclaves of religion and beliefs, focus on arranged marriages. All of them were arranged marriages by a matchmaker, just like Fiddler on the Roof. Now, Fiddler on the Roof, I want to touch on the subject of how marriages have evolved i would say love and marriage coinciding with the decision to marry a partner is very much a western idea okay the west is of course as we probably have known already is more associated with the new ideas eastern more in tradition and the ways of the past and how it continues because of all the hundreds of years of civilization that has come before it to establish these traditions so in the musical, we see these three daughters, each of them representing the transitions of love involved in marriage. So the first daughter, the oldest one, she did not use a matchmaker. and But she still asked for his blessing. So every time... The daughter got married. The father would say, tradition, tradition. 
referring to how that is not the way of how it works, right? That's not how it works. But he was like reasoning with himself. So, oh, she didn't use a matchmaker, but at least he's still Jewish because Jewish people only marry within their community usually. And at least they still asked for my blessing. And he still and he gave it. The second daughter, second oldest, fell in love with a Jewish man and was going to marry this guy whether or not the father gave his blessing. So this one he was saying, "Oh my gosh, tradition, tradition." Well, at least he's still Jewish. She didn't use the matchmaker. She didn't ask for my blessing, but at least he's still Jewish. And the third daughter, the youngest daughter, the last daughter, wasn't even marrying a Jew. And that, my friends, is where you see the final straw. He was saying, "Oh my gosh." Because in this time period, now this is in pre-revolution France. Uh, my sorry, sorry, Russia. Okay, so in this time period, everything about love was totally off the table, and everything these daughters was doing was historically inaccurate. But it's pointing out the transition that I'm talking about today. So they exiled her because he wasn't a Jew. He was a farmer on a nearby. Area, and she married him. And they exiled him. They exiled him and her. They don't talk to her, even when she tries to come up and explain herself to the father, to the family. They pretend she doesn't exist. Times have changed, obviously. Obviously, we see how you don't have to marry within your religion if you're religious. You don't have to marry within the same socioeconomic. Class, you don't have to marry even the same gender. Look at that. I mean, everything has changed. Everything's flip flop. Everything is questioned nowadays. Which, uh, that's toxic. I'll get to that in another episode. But anyway, yeah, love is not been a thing, and I guess the reason I can see arranged marriages being not such a bad idea, I guess, is because I'm explaining from who I am. I have dated. I've downloaded all the apps: Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all the Frumble, Sumble, Tumble. I downloaded all of them. Okay, I've tried all of them. I've been on dates, and you know it never pans out. So maybe the reason why I see arranged marriages being appealing is because dating in the twenty first century on May. 18th is so darn hard. People don't look up from their phones. So there's no way of you having a meet cute like in rom-coms. No one is comfortable talking to strangers anymore because of violence and everything going on today. And because of phones, we're all addicted to our phones. No one wants to meet new people. It is so isolated. Connections... Connecting from my last episode, which I go into further detail about, has totally ruined the dating landscape. And then with the pandemic, that didn't exactly benefit our age group for the majority of us. Okay, I mean, also for the introverts, it just encouraged us to be more introverted. And 
for the extroverts, it kind of just made you lonely and sad and isolated, which is rightfully so since we were in isolation and you mentally suffered. I think everyone did, especially those in my age group of, you know, 22 or, you know, 18 to 25, this age group, right? Hopefully you're nodding by now, you know, saying, yes, yes, Jenny. (laughs) But it's true. The dating landscape is terrible. You can't meet anyone in person these days. There's really no such thing as, you know, having a guy come up to you just in a day, in a regular, typical day, on campus, saying hi, or whatever. And that is also something my parents don't get. That is, uh, even my older sister, you know, she's been down to the ga- dating game for a while now, okay? She is married. She's, I believe, for two years now. She has a kid. It's one years old. Very precious, very precious. But even then, it hasn't even, re- it hasn't even been two decades yet, and the dating landscape has changed so much. So whenever I talk to them, maybe you've experienced this with your relatives, your family, and siblings that are married and older, they have no idea how hard it is to be dating, right? Is that just me? I really hope it's not just me. Because otherwise I'll feel like, oh my gosh, this is a me problem. But it, it's hard. So with these dating apps, you know, all of my relationships have been through a dating app. It's all arranged, if you want to put it that way. And they don't pan out, like I've said. So if you've been like me, you delete the apps, okay, right? You delete them thinking, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I don't know why I'm doing this. So you delete them. But then you get bored <laughs> a couple weeks later. Get bored and you redownload them and you start it all over again. Because I know I do this for these couple of reasons. And maybe you do this too if you've been in my shoes. You're bored, okay? You go through life as a student You're a full-time student, and all you do is go to class, study, sleep, repeat. Wake up in the morning, do your classes, study, take tests, sleep, repeat. It's, It's a rat race, just over and over and over again, and being single, and, you know, friends are great, of course, um... But everyone, I think, could maybe agree that it gets boring. So, of course, oh, how do you, and you're bored, and you know, the times when you're not studying, of course, you're probably being a potato, watching Netflix, whatever you do, that's not engaging with people, and you get bored. So, what do you do? You download the apps, and you start swiping, because at least it gives you some attention, something to get your mind off, something to entertain you, whatever the case may be, to is almost, to an extent, some degree, level of degree, whether or not we admit it or realize it, we're trying to escape our boring lives, okay? So, it's not exactly a great mindset to go into, and the hookup culture is so so prevalent so sad that it is so 
discouraging to anyone who purely just is going on a dating app to find a loving long-term relationship, to find a partner that they can be with and potentially spend their forever with. It is very sad for people like me, for others who are like me, to see this being so prevalent. And that is why the dating apps get the culture, get tainted, and become almost, if you want to say, dare I say, corrupt. Because the pure reasons that the reason this app was created in the first place were for the audiences who were like us, for who did want to find a relationship, a long-term, loving, healthy, strong relationship, but has been taken over by the hookup culture. It's really hard. And then not only that, people are very, the tendency is so, it's so hard to commit. Everyone seems to have some level of commitment issues, okay? And I think it also has to do with dating apps. You go into a date with no expectation, usually. This is how I go into it, at least. Probably because I've been let down so many times and been disappointed. But for the majority, I would like to say that most people who go onto a date go in with zero expectations. And almost don't expect to see this person ever again. And from what I've heard from my guy friends and people I've talked to that are, you know, have gone on dating apps and other girls, they would 100% agree that some girls, they would literally, you can go on Tinder, you can go on Bumble, you can go on a date, and they will go on a date just to get a free meal. It's sad, but it's true. And I have known girls, I know people who have done that. Which I think is crazy because I think that's kind of mean. Because <laughs> you're not going in there for the same reason they are. You're just using them. But yeah. Dating is so hard. Okay? Because everyone has one foot out the door. Every time. That's just what it is today. And it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Okay? So... You know, going on all these dating apps. Now, I would like to point out, though, I have not downloaded it since. Since my last relationship, I, I deleted the apps. And then after we ended things, um, I haven't downloaded it since. I redownloaded it for maybe a couple of days. And I remember I was swiping left, 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 left. And I was th- I remember being like, this is so stupid. This is so pointless. This is a waste of time. I'm tired of playing the game. So I haven't, I deleted it and it's been uh, almost two months now. And by now, typically I would have already been on it again regularly. But I'm done. It's, it becomes pointless. You become discouraged, okay? You just do. For anyone who is in my situation, I hope that you can see where I'm coming from. For those of you who don't, Hopefully, I've explained it enough to realize why it is so difficult to find a partner these days. My last relationship was really great. I mean, of course, it has its quirks and its issues, but every relationship does. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. It was great. It was very consistent. It was very loving. It was very safe and calming and encouraging which from what i've heard girls don't want that 
they like to have chaos. They like to they like toxic guys. And I'm one of those girls who feel like I'm in the majority. I like the good guys. You know, good guys finish last. That's a saying. But um, if you came to my doorstep, I wouldn't. I would take you in. If you were a good guy, you wouldn't finish last. I personally am not even interested in bad guys or the douches, I guess you would say. And even though I am Asian, if you can't tell from my cover art, I am attracted to white people. That is just facts because I'm adopted. I grew up in a white family, in a white community. And growing up, that be it just, you know, the nurture part of nature nurture is I'm attracted to the blonde hair, blue eyes, and the white skin. But uh, let me tell you this, guys that look like that are not interested in me. So anyway, I just didn't. And unfortunately, the guys I usually like are douchebags and they're dicks, usually most of the time. <laughs> Sorry for if you are what I just described, but it's just the facts. Frat guys, the Chads and the Brads of the world are unfortunately the guys I've always been naturally automatically attracted to. But they're not great human beings. What I've noticed is guys, tell me if you agree with this, ladies and girls. It is really hard to find the best of both worlds in personality and looks. Usually when somebody is very attractive, they have no personality. Very bland, very boring. Conversations are not great. And I, like I said in my introduction, I'm a pre-med. So, you know, I have to have a guy that is some level of my intelligence to have a stimulating conversation. Otherwise, don't expect me to see you again. So, yeah. Um, and personality. So a guy that usually is very attractive, usually has no personality whatsoever. Very deadpan. And a guy that isn't very attractive, who doesn't have the typical looks that maybe you would say are attractive, they have a great personality. They're funny and they're nice and they make you laugh and the conversations are great. They just keep going and going and going. Am I the only one who hasn't noticed this? Or maybe now that I've said it, you've noticed that too? It's ridiculous. Authentic, authentic relationships are so hard. So almost impossible. Okay, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's extinct. I mean, it's there. It's just not the regular anymore. And so because my last relationship was so great and it came from a dating app, it didn't make me want to look for other people. Maybe it's because I'm still in love with the dude. (laughs) Who knows? Or maybe I'm just done. I'm really just done with dating apps. It's ridiculous. It's a waste of my time. I have plenty of things on my plate to fill up the time that I would need for a relationship. But it doesn't mean that I'm not capable of a relationship. I know how to manage my time, which is a huge factor, a huge determinant of how well you can manage a relationship. Okay? I'm already a busy person, okay? I'm involved in lots of things. My, my classes are very hard. So you would think... 
oh, Jenny, you don't have a time for a relationship. But I do. Because if I have a person in my life, it's because I want them to be. I don't need them. I'm not a girl who is in a relationship and they're their entire world. They become their entire world. And it completes them and makes them happy. I'm not that way. I'm very independent. My life is already full of love from my family members and friends. I don't need a guy. If I want a guy, if I, if there is a guy in my life, they're there because I want them. Do you see the difference? Want and need are two different things. Just like you need water, you need food, you need shelter. But you want a laptop, you want the new pair of shoes, you not want a new blouse. You see the difference? I'm a complete person. If, let's look at it as a pie. Okay? My pie is full. I don't have an empty slice that's there for a person to fill. And that is how you should be going into dating. Okay? That is the best way to go into. Which, unfortunately, is seen as weird. And very few people actually go into dating with this position in their life. Where they love themselves. And they have a life complete. Whether or not this person stays in their life. I am very confident when I, oh, <laughs> I have a, I have a level of confidence that I would say is a little higher than most people. My friends who are listening right now could probably agree with this. Like, I know who I am, okay? I have, I have other things in my life that complete me, things that I enjoy to do. So when I am dating and I get in a relationship... I will put in the time and I will make the time to make a relationship. It is impossible to be in a relationship and just not do anything to it at all. Okay? Relationships are like plants. You have to water it. You have to feed it. It's like a pet. You have to walk it. You have to groom it. You have to take it to the vet. Pay the bills. Buy the food. Feed them. Walk them. Love them. All these responsibilities. It's the same thing with a relationship. You can't just let it be and expect it to thrive. That is naive, very naive, very, very stupid. And you obviously didn't learn anything in biology or in your life. Because we all need stuff, okay? People need love. People need attention. So if you have a relationship and you're not giving that, there is something wrong there. Something wrong with you, perhaps. I'm going to call it out. I'm sorry. That's just who I am. I'm going to call it out. So, yes, I'm a busy person. But if this person, let's say, is maybe less busy than me and they have time to spend, and I'll be like, okay, well, I can take a couple of days to, a uh, couple of days, ha, no. I'll take a few hours to, you know, go over there and hang out. And then I'll go and do my own thing, right? I mean, it's no big deal. But a person who doesn't know how to manage the time, who is as busy as me, do not even try, try to date. Just don't, okay? You're doing a disservice to anyone else you meet. You're doing a disservice to people you meet who are like me, who do know how to manage their time, who do know how to plan with a relationship in their life, another person in their life. Don't date if you can't manage your time. Don't do it, okay? Because it's selfish and it's a disservice to the other people you meet, like I said. We all look. We all, I feel, are looking for love. All of us. Daphne was looking for a love match. Romeo and Juliet fell in love with each other, even though they were from 
feuding families. We all are looking for love, so I guess that is why girls love rom-coms. And also realizing that rom-coms were very detrimental, I feel like, to my mindset of dating. Like High School Musical, that series with Troy Bolton and Gabriella. The third movie, they're up on the rooftop, dancing in the rain. I think we could all agree that that was a very, very inaccurate picture of what high school was like and what we thought high school was like. Because, <laughs> and the image we thought of guys and what they should be. Very, very off. And didn't exactly do us, do us girls any favor of what to expect from a guy. Because it built this image of romance and all, I don't know how to describe it, but it's true. It's inaccurate. But growing up on these things, and even when we know it's inaccurate, even today when I know it's inaccurate, somehow your your subconscious is still somehow looking at it. But um, going through experiences changes that point of view. Good. It should. Experiencing new people, going out and dating in the real world should give you a dose of reality, which was never portrayed in the movies we watched growing up. And fairy tales and all these other things. I remember, I think, I, I stumbled across this song This someone wrote. It was called I'm Mad at Disney. And it went like this. I'm mad at Disney. Mm-hmm. You had me wishing on a shooting star. And it's just calling out the fact that we all grew up on this sense of magic almost of what a relationship is supposed to be. And seeing how love has not worked out, I guess, in my life is maybe a reason why I see arranged marriages are easy, seem great. Because... I, my life is already hard, okay? Like, the elements of my life are not going away, okay? These are things that are out of my control, like getting a career, going to college. Those are things that are there for my, in my life, whether I want it there or not, okay? Those are constants. And I have nothing to do with my personal life. And it is hard. I mean, I'm trying to become a neurosurgeon over here, okay? Lots of years of school and working and learning. Okay, and on top of that, you want me to go and find someone, a partner? Like, why does my personal life have to be harder than school? I love school. You know why? Because there's schedules. I know what exactly I need to do to succeed. I know when things are due. I know what's expected of me. There is a way you can succeed that's clear-cut and explained and precise and explicit. There is no fuzzy gray areas when it comes to being in school, how to succeed in class, how to get good grades. It's all laid out for you. My entire life is laid out for the next decade. And that gives me comfort because I don't have to wonder where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Yada, yada, yada. That 
is comforting to a person who is very organized and loves to be in control. But my school life is hard, okay? It's not easy. You'd think that your personal life should be easy, but it's not. Dating is doesn't make your life any easier. It makes it harder. So I'm over here thinking, oh my gosh, I'm spending all this time, money, and energy, and heart, and brain trying to find someone. When what if I just have a packaged person ready to be married to me, and we can just grow in love and do our lives together without having to figure out how to date it would make life so much easier i wouldn't have to worry about finding a person because they're already there and then maybe we could grow to love each other because we're already spending all this time together we already have to communicate what's going on in our lives like I'm going to be working from this to that or other. What are you going to be doing? I'm going to be working from this time to that or other. And then when you have kids, communication better be on point. So yes, love can grow out of that. Like we fell in love in a hopeless place. (laughs) It's just like life itself is so hard. That's why arranged marriages seem so appealing. Okay, it's just, I, I mean, I mean that's this is just a realization I came in within the year. I mean, at first I was like, why would I ever want to arrange marriage? Why would anyone want it? This is why. I mean, it was confusing. It was very. I came from a judgmental point of view, which is probably how you guys are feeling right now as you're listening to me say that arrange marriages sound cool. And I get it. I was just like you. However, going through all the experiences I have had, all the people that I have had with, have gotten me to this point. Jennifer Lopez has finally been in another movie, and I can't even remember the last time she was in a rom-com. But if you don't know, it came out on Valentine's Day. It's called Marry Me, and she and Owen Wilson were in this movie. And she was supposed to get married to this guy. She's already been married three times. And she is a superstar, a singer, performer, and that's um, honestly jennifer lopez no one else could have fulfilled that role for this movie i mean she is perfect she literally is a singer performer no one else could have done it better than her because she also in real life is this person so anyways gets married well she's gonna be getting married in front of an audience at one of her concerts on tour so she's getting married in front of people during a concert She finds out five seconds before she gets on stage to get married to this guy that he cheated on her with her assistant. So she goes up there. Everyone, the whole world's watching to see her get married to this other guy. And what does she decide to do? She decides to try something different. And she doesn't want to be the punchline. She doesn't want to make a fool of herself in front of the entire world. So she does this. 
she pulls out Owen Wilson from the crowd who was dragged to this concert to go see her for his daughter and his um, lesbian friend. And she says, you, I'll marry you. Because he had a sign that says marry me on it. And that was one of the songs that she wrote on her album that she was going to sing to her then going to be husband. He's holding up the sign. She said, yes, I'll marry you. He gets up, up. He gets up on stage. Both of them say yes. So it's a very spontaneous thing. And in a way, it's like an arranged marriage. Because they don't know each other. An arranged marriage is you don't know this person at all. You're a complete stranger to them and they to you. In some cultures, you don't meet each other till the day of the wedding. To the day that veil comes off. To the day that she walks down the aisle. So later in the movie, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez go out to a press conference to, you know, explain to the media. You know, get things explained and strained out. And, of course, one of the reporters says, why did you guys get married? You barely know each other. And Owen Wilson says exactly what I've been saying at the beginning of this episode. Arranged marriages have been around forever. It was only a transaction of who could provide the best. And all the reporters in the audience gave a little sour face, of course. And he said, yeah, I know. I didn't make it up, though. And it was really just a leap of faith that that's why they did it. And bada bing, bada boom, they fell in love. Of course, all these other things had to happen for that to come. But I don't know. Even though this is a movie. And as I've also argued, movies have been very inaccurate and did not provide the best mindset for women who are single growing up to think about when going into dating and this is a rom-com for once it felt very refreshing even though it pointed and it touched on a subject that was also a central part of the plot of the movie that would a typical person would see it as very radical very crazy very insane an arranged marriage in the 21st century But is it really that crazy? Is it really that unfathomable? Ask yourself that. Is that really something that you can't imagine yourself doing? Because you could ask me a year ago from today and I would say no. I can't imagine myself getting married to a person I barely know, to someone I never met, to a person that my family has arranged. Arranged marriages are like a travel agent who plans out your entire vacation. The lo- the you All you do is give them the destination, which is, I want a marriage. And they do everything else. Or like a wedding planner, they do everything else. They call the venue, the flowers, the food, the cater. The entertainment. Travel agents book the hotel. Book the flights. Book the activities. Reserve the dinners. 
plan the freaking transportation from the airport to your hotel. Arrange marriages. The person is picked for you. Which is representing every detail of a wedding that needs to be solved and addressed. Every detail of a vacation that needs to be solved and addressed. Does it really seem that crazy to want that? I think that maybe for a person who is not as busy as me would say no. And I get it. If you're not as busy as me and doesn't have as much time invested in their education and is not going on to higher education, I could definitely understand why you would say no. Because you definitely will have the time to date to go out, find your person. I don't know, but just for a person like me, I can see it being kind of nice to just have a person that's already there, don't need to worry about it, whatever. Arguably, it might sound insane to some of you who are listening, but it's just where I'm coming from. And yes, love is a very new concept to dating. Very new Dating in general is a very new concept. And it's not even 100% accepted by the world today. Believe it or not. Arranged marriages still exist. Like I just pointed out with my dad's family. With my dad's friend's family. It is. That is I think something Americans also have to realize. Is our culture and how we view things are very western. Very new. Love was not meant to be in marriage. It was not meant to be something to determine who you marry. At all. Let alone the choice of who. All of this, all of this change needs to be recognized as nationed. When I first watched Marry Me, that is when I got the idea to talk about this. Which, at that time, I just had my private Instagram, um, private, private Snapchat story. And I know I wanted to talk about it, but life happens with me. I get busy. I study. I'm watching Netflix. I'm with people. Hanging out. I'm going to finals. I'm studying. Going to classes. Etc. 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 Life happens. A day passes by. Then weeks. And then a couple weeks. Then months. And then... It's been a, been a fair, it's, I mean, when I watched, that was in February, it came out, right? It's been a few months. Not, not, now I'm finally talking about it. And before I started this podcast, I have wanted to talk about it on my TED Talk private story. Never got around to it. But that is what sparked this idea of having this discussion. Because this is not only a place for me to voice my opinions, just like my private story, it's just a place where we can ha- talk about things that are usually not talked about. Us- and let alone talked about someone this young in this age group. Which is who needs to hear it the most. Love is kind of hard to find, okay? I know I don't believe in soulmates, okay? Okay. I do know, however, though, I remember I 
question that belief just once in a singular moment when I had met this guy from one of my honors classes. I'm in the honors college, so I met him my freshman year. Um, All of us had to take an honors class. So um, that means it's a smaller group of individuals. We get first pick at schedules and classes. We get multiple resources that if you weren't in the honors college, you don't get. So freshman year, everyone who is in the honors college has to take some form of honors classes to kind of like a training getting you familiar and oriented with everything in the honors college for the um it's a semester long class and you're placed in a class obviously like i said i was placed in a history honors class and this is where i met him um we all had someone created a group snapchat for all our class so um that was my freshman year and last fall i had posted something on my story and it was these group of guys, and they were in the um, honors dorm, okay? And I am in the honors college, and of course, only honor students can live in that dorm. But I didn't. But anyways, I was walking from my car, and I saw a group of guys in front of the TV doing... They were doing Just Dance. They were on the Wii. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so fun. It was really refreshing to see people my age acting just like kids like I still am today. So I posted that on my story and he replied saying that's his friends. And that's how we ended up just talking again. And I never noticed him in my class. Okay. And I don't know if I'm the only girl who does this. I think I'm kind of low-key a player in the sense. But if I walk into a room, I notice or I try to look around the room and see which guys are attractive or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you can't have a relationship if you're not physically attracted to the dude, okay? That's just facts. So I never took notice of any of the guys. And plus, it's been a year since I've seen any of them. So, yeah, and it's not like he made an impression. But anyways, we started talking and things started happening. And one of the first conversations that we had, it was in my room, or maybe it was the second conversation. That he pointed out that our thought process was were exactly the same the way he thinks the way the way i think the way i say things and the way i explain things everything was exactly the way i am except for he was a guy and it was in that moment that i felt my soul connect with this other person i was like oh my god like i feel like he gets me internally i really do like i was shocked I had a loss for words, which is very uncommon. (laughs) I had a loss for words. It felt like he saw me, the inside of me. Which I have never felt before and haven't felt since. But I still don't believe soulmates exist. Because relationships take work. Love isn't easy. (laughs) I should know that. (laughs) It's not going to be simple. 
It's not going to be pretty all the time. It's going to be rough around the edges. It has layers like an onion. Onions have layers. Relationships have layers. Relationships are onions. <laughs> if you didn't get that reference, then whatever. <laughs> Hopefully you're laughing if you did. But yeah, love isn't easy. Everything takes work. My parents would always say that. My mom would always say that. Everything takes work. Not just classes, school, being successful, all the immediate associations we think of when or if you've heard that phrase. Or if when I just said that phrase, that's what comes to mind. It's not just those things that takes work. It's relationships. It's friendships. Staying in contact with your friends from high school staying in contact with people you've met from a year ago people from your high school that you weren't exactly close with your family people take time take energy take work so if you're questioning how happy and satisfied you are with your relationships maybe you need to think about how much effort you are putting into these relationships that you're thinking about because i've come to the realization that it's not all on them it's on me too i need to reach out to people i need to put myself out there i need to make the time for them to do that right it's a two-way street. Phones work both ways. So yeah, love is hard. It's never been convenient. And I feel like if it is, if it's feels complacent, it never feels like it's growing or changing for the good. Or it's not doing anything metamorphical in a sense then i don't think that person is for you i don't i like a person who can challenge me who does question what i believe who does make me second guess what i believe makes me think analytically question things and they can help me grow into the person i want to continue to strive for i don't want someone who's exactly the same as me and no one is exactly the same the guy that i talked to you guys about earlier with that soul connection i was talking about he had said to me and i think about that phrase now is you know the world would be boring if we were all the same the world would be boring without any conflict life would be boring if we were all the same it's what makes things new and exciting. The differences of who we are as people, what we believe in, how we act, how we behave, our personalities, thought process, how we think. All of these things are different. We are all different. So we shouldn't look at relationships as some perfect package or something that should. I mean, of course, there has to be some level of stability. Don't get me wrong. But you should be growing in a relationship and you know that it was a good relationship if it ends. 
if you come out a better person, if you have learned, if you've grown, every single relationship I have been in, I can see myself, I have changed for the better. I really have. And that is also because I try to take every experience that comes at me and try to find something to learn from. You're so much better for it. My last relationship, I have changed so much. It was great. I mean, I grew a lot from this relationship. And a lot of the times, I don't even think he knows that. But I am much better off knowing them. And have meeting them and have been with them than never meeting them at all. Everything is a learning experience. It just depends on whether or not you're looking for that learning experience or not. Whether you're going to look at it from a pity point of view or look at it as you're the victim or why me? This sucks. That's okay to think like that, you know, to have your time to let all the emotions out. But you can't stay in that mindset. Don't just move on. Move on, but learn from your experience. It's not bad. Don't wish for you to unmeet this person because this person came into your life for a reason. Find something in your life that you realize, something in yourself that made you better than who you were before you met them. I know it's hard to think that way. Because you get sad at the fact that if they've changed you for the better in this way, it sucks that they're not here anymore to continue to do that to, to you. And it's not just something you have grown. They have also grown, whether or not they realize it or not. Whether or not they're trying to learn from that relationship like you are. But there is something to learn. There is always something to learn from a setback, a disappointment, a breakup. A loss. A defeat. Everything's work. Love is work. And while arranged marriages are appealing. And even though I've been let down, broken, left, disappointed, betrayed... I'm going to continue to look for love. I'm not going to give up. And that's something that I just realized as I'm talking to you right now. As I'm recording this episode, I have decided I am not going to let life, I am not going to let what has happened to me in the past define me or determine how I'm going to go about my life. And how I treat other people. And that's hard. Okay. We as humans learn from our mistakes. And we take these mistakes. And we take these experiences. And modify. How we end up treating new people that enter our lives. How we end up actually dating people. Sometimes you become a little more closed off. You get a little bit more skeptical. You develop trust issues. You build walls. You harden your heart. You become hesitant to open up that shell. 
or you or you go back into your shell. All of these things are completely natural, completely okay. You've been through stuff. But do what I'm about to do. Join me in not giving up. Even when the waves keep crashing on you, trying to smooth you out. Time after time as the shore comes, don't don't let the waves keep you down. Keep getting back up. Get up like Steve Rogers. <laughs> I can do this all day. Don't give up. We are all valued. We are all capable of love. And we are all deserving of love. You are loved. You are kind. You are smart and you are important. You have something that no one else can give. And that's you. You're unique and special in your own way. And you have beauty that. That's always been you. That's always been with you. In you. And I believe that you will find. Your person. And I believe I will find my person. So let's together work on that. Let's together. Get up and keep trying. Keep looking for that love. Because while I realize arranged marriage culture is understandable, I think that we're better off how we are than what we had in the past or what it was in the past. We get the choice, we have the right to choose. We have the right to go searching. Life is unpredictable. Not everything is planned out. But that is what makes life, that's what makes life exciting. And that's, I think, what I need to remind myself about. Is that uncertainty is what provides that excitement. Of course, coupled with fear and being scared but that's okay life is it's messy but it's worth living it's a roller coaster and I'm not gonna let life change change me I will not anymore I saw this Instagram post a couple days ago it's from this account that I recently discovered that you know gives you doses of I guess wisdom and truths that I 
strive to talk about in further detail on here. It said, don't let life turn you into a hard, tough person. Real courage is staying kind even when life isn't. So yeah, we got this. You got this. You're going to make memories with other people. Perhaps even better people. Someday you will look back at all your progress and be so glad that you didn't give up. May you never become so familiar with pain that you reject anything good that tries to find you. Keep looking for it. Do everything in your power to heal and grow because you have so much undiscovered potential and the world needs you. We need good people. So continue to be good. Remember to treat yourself kindly when you're tired and your emotions are beating up your brain. And know that your time is precious. And while you might be doubting yourself, someone else is admiring your strength. And that the happiest people don't have the best of everything. I know I don't. I feel lonely. I miss him. I want love. I want to be loved. And I... People... I think would agree that I'm very, very energetic, very happy, (laughs) personable, lots of personality, always, you know, happy-go-lucky. But I want to tell you something, that happiest people do not have the best of everything, but they make the best of everything. And that is what I've been doing with all the breakups, all the people who have come into my life that are not, who have not stayed. Because sometimes some people are here only for seasons of your life still help you grow and find you end up finding yourself being better off okay with that being said this is the end of the episode i love all of you guys if you stay to the very end thank you thank you thank you so much if you're not following me please follow me (laughs) please be an engaged listener And if you haven't watched my other episodes that I have um, lightly referenced to, I think, throughout this episode, please go check those out. And I hope you guys have an awesome day. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Peace.